Hello and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is a special edition of The Campaigns, a rocky one-shot, episode number one, The Fallacy of a Monstrous Economy. So Rocky's been a part of the, the crew now for a couple months, and just by a comedy, a series of a comedy of errors that probably would not work in an 80s rom-com, everything that he's been a part of has not seen the light of day. So the most recent thing that we started was The Lost Minds of Fandelver. The first night, it was me, Travis, and Nick playing, and my character, Maltherin, died, unfortunately. Then, by the time we got back around to starting it over, we had a brand new set of players. So Brad K, Brad P, and myself, now happen to have a new character, started playing it. And what Rocky had done is he basically wrote like a one-shot adventure to get those three characters connected to the overarching story with the other characters that had started, and then we were going to continue the module. So my new character, Brad K's character, Brad P's character, were going to do something that would get us up to where Travis and Nick's character were, and then we would continue on. So we started the, the game. Um, it is a combination of the Lost Minds of Fandelver. Uh, I, I don't even myself know how much of that Rocky pulled to create the adventure. I know a lot of it was made up, but he was using pieces and parts from the module so that it would all make sense at the end. But then we decided not to do that. So this uh, one session, which will turn out to be three episodes, is basically now a one-shot. It has a beginning, has a middle, has an end. So I thought it would be fun to go ahead and release it uh, to let the world hear Rocky as a DM. Though I will say that he uh, didn't know anything about our characters when we got to the table. And I think that threw him for a loop a little bit uh, because we had some character concepts that weren't readily apparent how we could connect them to a story but we had a lot of fun and i thought he did a good job running it and i i felt bad that everything he's ran has died so i wanted to get something out so you guys could hear him uh, on the podcast so anyway here is the campaigns rocky one shot episode number one the fallacy of a monstrous economy is um i'm assuming that you guys do not really know each other uh so we're going you guys are going to get to know each other right from the beginning of this okay. so we're going to start if you look here this is neverwinter and then on this map you guys are actually going to start in the city of tribal so neverwinter comes down to the south the, the high road comes down to the south and connects uh water deep is further down here and then if you go to the Tribor Trail and you continue to follow that out, it goes all the way to Tribor, which is where you guys are starting in this one. Okay. So basically, you guys all need a reason of why you are heading to Fandolin. All right. Are there rumors of recent trouble there? Like, is there anything exciting going on? Bandits, marauders? Okay. For you, you the reason, like yours is easy because... I seek glory. So anywhere I can yeah. vanquish foes and gain honor and glory, that's where I'm heading. So you basically heard of a, like more than 500 years ago, there was a clan of dwarves and gnomes that made an agreement known as the Fendelwurst Pact. So they shared a rich mine in a wondrous cavern known as Wave Echo Cave. It was said to hold the Forge of Spells, which is like this amazing, okay. uh, this amazing, uh, like basically like a font of magic that would, was really powerful. As such, the orcs then of, of, from the Mini Arrows tribe swept through and there was a huge battle and the Forge of Spells was lost, and Wave Echo Cave was lost as well. Your tribe took a lot of losses, basically, in that in okay. that attack. And so over the years, they never actually found their way into the, to the Forge of Spells. They found Wave Echo Cave, but then they were more nomadic and stuff, and so they never actually found their way into it. So then it became lost. And so that's where you are now, is that you... If I can find it. If you find it, you believe that you can basically bring honor back to the tribe of many arrows and to yourself to where they will actually believe that you're not just some sissy boy that plays the Well, I wouldn't want to bring honor to them. I would want to basically be like, fuck you, I found it. Yeah. Suck it. Shame them by exactly. making Because I'm better than those mother fraggers. Yes. So, you know that you're probably not going to, you're not going to be able to do this by yourself. Of course not. So. I'm a, uh, I pose as a, uh, a farmer or a farmhand. And I'm a member of the Way of the Shadow. 
who uh, are uh, spies in the land for. I don't know who they work for or what their purpose is. If it's their own power center here or if they're for hire, but uh, get into places that can't be gotten into. And okay. You know that. So uh, basically, you believe that you need to go to uh, Fandolin because you believe that you know that it's in that area somewhere. And you believe that there's someone in Vandalin who can help you find it. Okay. Okay. The reason you are going there is because uh, you have been told, y- you've also been having a lot of dreams that have like showed images of this font. And it's like this large like fountain, like mm-hmm. a stone fountain. And like green smoke is like coming out of this thing. And the the dreams just seem more and more vivid like every night. And okay. It's drawn you to this, and these didn't really start until you were exiled from your clan. And so that's what makes you think that you should go to here and try to discover this thing. Okay, I'm with you. I'm on it. Now you, uh, you actually, all right, so you pose as a farmer, but you are actually part of a the Adventurers League, and you're a part of a group called, a sect called the Harpers. Oh. Now, outwardly, the Harpers are a... I know about the Harpers. I I read a few D&D books when I was like 13. If yeah. It's the same Harpers. They're kind of the same, except they've kind of, like, in those books, like, I know in the Drizzt books and stuff, they sound like they're wizards and they're, like, they're kind of a weird organization and stuff. In this, they're that. That's kind of their front and stuff, but they're also, like, spies, and they believe in, like, the, like, kind of the balance of power. That's cool. We 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 uh we're not a fan we're not a big fan of tyranny, I'd imagine. Nah. Sounds good. Okay, so you've been told the Harpers are actually looking for a there was a a famous wizard named Bogentle, and they've been looking for his spellbook for quite some time now. And you've been told like throughout like you've developed a bit of a network and things like that, and you've actually been told that the person who you need to see is a woman by the name of Grail, and she is a she runs the Shrine of Luck in uh, Fandolin. Okay, and so that's why you want to go to Fandolin is to try to get in touch with her and, and find out about this. Now you, I don't have anything for you because I don't know anything about your character. So you're going to be you're a cleric of who? Sorry, cleric of Morden. Morden. Yep. Yes. And the Forge Father, dwarf. Dwarf. Okay. So. How about we say you're one of the cousins of Gundren Rockseeker? Great. Okay, so you uh, you know that he discovered a map that goes to Wayvecko Cave, and that he is currently in Neverwinter, and he sent a messenger to you to let you know to meet him in Fandolin, along with your cousins. Okay, and let me get you there. Cousin next. of who? Uh, Gundren. Okay. G-U-N-D-R-E-N. Okay. Rockseeker. Okay. Okay, so what I'll do, let me get the names of your cousins for you. Because, as you know, Gundren is no longer, uh, he was captured and or killed. So just with your character, kind of what's your, uh, what's your pact with? Is it with, like, the Fiend or the Fae or... uh, He's not a warlock. He's He's not a warlock. He's a monk. The warlock has the Fey Pact, or the but uh, the Tiefling doesn't that no, have a they have a bloodline or something? Yeah, they have demonic lineage, basically yeah. fiendish lineage. There's nothing going on there, which is but it's always background. a fiend. It's not. Mm-hmm. It can't be like a Fey. I it, infernal bloodline. It says uh, yeah. oh infernal. No. Okay, yeah. All the right. essence of Asimodius, overlord yeah. of the nine hells, was infused into my bloodline. Okay, it's not my fault. So, do you have any like? Have you thought about like kind of how you want that to play out, or? Um, like, did your parents make a deal? Uh, no, no, or... it was just... Uh, I don't... Um, is that how it works? Well, I mean, like, it just, just random. it'll help you roleplay a lot if you kind of know why so, you so have this heritage. you can't be a, a t- child of humans? It's yeah, good. you are, but basically that... You can be a child of humans, but it's tainted by the infernal I have bloodline. no idea. My parents don't know either. Okay. They, uh, it's probably... So this beyond that. So, so maybe that's one of the reasons you quest is that you yeah. you question why. Yeah, I grew up in a in a this happened to town you. of humans, a farming town of humans, and I came out in teeth. Okay. So you know, and then uh, 
Of course, my. So your dad had some questions for your mom. Exactly. What's the mailman look like? <laughs> yeah, mailman's got horns and red skin. What? Okay. So, uh, so yeah, they, they, no one knows, but they, uh, everyone has their suspicions. But uh, they, they tolerated me. Because you so, kicked their ass. Yeah, I still need to get your. Okay. Are you guys ready to get started? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we're going to start in the city of Tribor. So this is a, a larger settlement. It's not near as big as Neverwinter, uh, but it does have, like, you can basically get anything you want there. This is one of the few places that sell, like, magic items and things like that. You guys don't have enough money for them, but just in the future. So, all of you kind of have the same goal, and there is a, from what you guys know, there's a, like, a caravan that's heading towards Phandalin. Its final destination is not Phandalin. It's going to continue on to Neverwinter, but all three of you have your different reasons of why you want to head to Phandalin, and so, therefore, you want to get in this. So, basically, you have to try to somehow get hired. So we're just going to start with a simple check. And so you just tell me how you're basically going to try to get hired. You have the options of just trying to, you could just go and not get paid for it and just tag along basically. The caravan, what, are the, what does the caravan do? Said? There you- so it's a, it's, there's some, like, uh, there's two merchants right now that are headed towards, uh, they're taking supplies and things, mainly like, Food stipends like flour, sugar, things like that. Your basic stuff. There might be some gems in there or something like that, but that's nothing you've heard of. All you know right now is that the main thing that's in there is like food provisions and stuff. And there's a couple like unique items that they have that they're taking specifically to sell in Neverwinter. Do you need a hired hand? I can lift things. <laughs> uh, so there's a... Sorry, it's a dwarven merchant that's actually taking this up. Mm-hmm. So uh, he looks at you and he's like, "One, one, uh, honest wage for honest work." I don't know what that is. Silver a day? Yeah. He he he's like, uh, "I don't know about uh, tiflings being an honest lout, but uh, you look I, like you could handle your own." I've heard that before. Do you not have any armor or weapons or anything like? Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not a warrior, just a laborer. Uh, I, I fear you probably would not be able to be a very good bodyguard then. No, no, no I didn't want to be a bodyguard. Just, uh, just, just, just simple labor. Okay, well, I mean, do, do you know how to change a... All right, half price, half price, five coppers a day. <laughs> do, do you know how to change a tire? Or... I do, I do know how to anything? change a wagon wheel. Do you have some farming skills or something? I do. I'm, I'm uh, quite the farmer from my village. My, my turnips were very large. Are you any good at handling oxen? Uh, because... Yes, I, horse, I myself am one horse, one oxen, sheep. It, uh, it's like I speak their language. Okay, so what I'll have you do? I'll have you do a, a charisma persuasion check because uh, you're not really using deception to convince them of anything. So uh, you get the plus two for your charisma, 20. and then uh, if you're proficient in persuasion, I am get, not. Okay, so you just get the plus two. Okay, that was a twenty. So he he says to you, he's like, well, I'll be honest with you, sir. I I cannot leave without someone to take my other wagon. I I will give you ten gold per ten day. Plus, I'll provide you with gold a day. I'll take it per ten day. So a week is ten days. Right. So uh, he he's like, I'll give you ten gold per ten day. Plus, I'll pay for your food and your living expenses while we're on the road. Best job I've ever had. I'm signing up. Yeah. So um. So he, I have, so I have five get, gold in my name. <laughs> you just like, doubled wow. that in, yeah. in, a, in a week. I'm rich, Biatch. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so he says to you. Um, so you weren't lying to him. So I'm not going to do an insight check to see if you were lying or anything. I so, did say I'm not a warrior. So he gives you a small black pouch, which clearly has coins in it. He says, "I'll, I'll give you your first ten days' wages up front, so you can prepare for the journey." Sucker. Uh, so uh, yes, thank you. Thank he, you. he says, he says, uh, meet me back here in an hour. I want to get on the road soon. So it's about 10 in the morning. Like, it's pretty early. But he wants to get out and, and get this journey I'll be started. here. I'm ready to go. How are you guys going to approach him? The, the... You're all dwarves. The day, clown brother. Yeah, that's you. Oh, hail, hail. How are you? I'd be well in yourself. I'm good. I'm about to make the journey to uh, Neverwinter. Many uh, a 10 day from here. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Would you perhaps like a, a man of the cloth to accompany your journey? What what skills do you have? Well, I be a cleric of the Forge Father himself. By my trusty hammer, I shall protect our caravan. So he has a look at your hammer, and uh, 
I assume like it's well kempt and stuff. Yeah, right? it's it's a warhammer. He's got nice shiny uh, uh splint mail shield. Yeah. So he, he uh, says, know. "Uh, you look like you'd be pretty good at defending the caravan if uh, anything were to, uh, any trouble were to be about." Is that true, sir? I with the uh, forge father, all is possible. Okay, so go ahead and roll uh, a persuasion check, and uh, you have advantage because you're a dwarf. Good. I really want to need <laughs> the advantage on that. Not so much better. Uh, that's going to be a total of a nine. Yeah. A nine? He says, I? He says, uh, I think I can use your services, Gark. He says, uh, I'll be willing to give you five gold per ten day, uh, plus I, obviously I'll pay for your food and your living expenses, which... As a dwarf, I know that's uh, more than uh, more than your average person can eat. <laughs> Do you agree to me terms? Aye. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> he might, he might die on the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you've got consumption. You're not going to make the 10-day. <laughs> I might need an upfront on that because I may not make the 10-day. He says, I don't think you'll make the next hour. I'll take the other half of my wages in ale. <laughs> so he... Uh, he gets a pouch and he uh he hands you a pouch uh and this is a silver pouch and it's filled with coins and it has five gold in it as he promised um so he he gives you that and he says uh be here in a, a candle mark and uh, I want to shove off and get get started on my way out there okay and he says uh get anything you might need with this and so he hands you the the five gold pouch uh, the forge father provides all of my needs and he starts pulling on incense sticks and basically blessing the caravan and you know All right. doing a a uh, so you, a ritual of luck or a blessing of luck for the like a traveling prayer right kind right of thing. may the forge father guide our journey all right blah, so blah, blah, blah. you basically see there's like two wooden carts uh, they look like they're pretty well built mm-hmm. carts and they're pretty laden down with like mainly your basic uh, provisions and stuff and then there's two oxen pull each cart, and, like, both oxen look pretty strong, and, like, they look like they're healthy oxen, and they're well taken care of. So you walk up as you see him, like, going around, and there's a dwarf, like, saying prayers to the these caravan and stuff, and uh, the people at the tavern told you that this this was the caravan that was going to head over to Waterdeep, and he was going through Fandolin. And what's the, do I know his name? Uh, his name is uh, Kron. Krarn. K-R-A-R-N. All right. So I'll walk up to him, silent, this tall, muscular, half-orc, rippling, heaving pectorals and abs, and I got one of my tusks broken off, and I have a gold ring that's actually on it. I'll drop my heavy pack right in front of him, and, you know, he's down here. I'm looking over him. Appears your party is one thock short. Luckily, I'm here now. When do we shove off? So he he looks you up and down and uh, mainly has to look up from his viewpoint. And so he looks at you and he kind of eyes you and he says, yeah. I have a mace and javelins on my back. Okay, so he's like, uh, you look like you could handle that mace, sir. He's like, uh, do you reckon you could protect me caravan going through the uh, Tribor Trail headed out towards uh, Neverwinter? Any caravan with a thock is protected. He says, uh, you look like you've seen a lot of battles, sir. He's like, uh, maybe I could hire you on, but wh- which tribe do you belong to? He's like, I, I don't want any trouble, and I-, I know there's lots of tribes on our way, and you don't have any issues with anybody, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I have the same issues with everyone. <laughs> so you hate everybody? <laughs> I don't hate you. <laughs> He's like, well, that's all I need to know. He's like, roll. So roll your persuasion. All right. Actually, I want to use intimidation. How are you going to intimidate him? Uh, just it by, would be within your best interest. My ru- my rippling muscles and just my stature, my confidence that he needs a thock on this journey. Like I'm not asking. That's my name. Okay. So do a strength intimidation. Okay. Check. I get advantage on this because I am a half orc. So that's a twelve plus four sixteen. You get advantage or proficiency with it? Uh, well, I get both. I get an advantage on all intimidation checks because I'm menacing. Oh, and I have yeah. proficiency because it's a skill that I have. All right. So what was your result? 16. 
I will only take wages and a half. He says, okay. So five gold is my, my standard rate. So wages and a half would be uh, eight gold. He says, but he says, I, I've hired on some others and I'm going to need you to lead them. He says, uh, I can hire you on as a sergeant for eight gold a day. Uh, that means that you'll ha you'll be looking after the other soldiers. And some of these soldiers are kind of new and I don't want them uh, messing things up around here and getting us all killed. Do you think you can do that? Doc, Doc can. He's like, very well. So he takes a, it's a black pouch as well. And he gives you that. And he says, uh, it contains 10 gold. Okay. But he says he'll give you eight per 10 day. But he gives you the 10 gold and he says, um, like, get what you need and be back here uh, in less than half a candle's. Doc is ready now. Doc travels light. I'm going to walk over. I'm going to find something that looks really heavy, like a big cart or there's barrel. Ale. There's Blind barrels sword. of ale. Something. Yeah, the and I'm going to walk up, and I'm going to drop my pack, and I'm going to, like, <laughs> like stretch, <laughs> do some knee bends, and then I'm going to pull out my flute and start to play a lively tune. <laughs> so, uh, That's pretty good. So as he's playing his flute. Canter and kind of stop for a second. Yeah. I'm just, so, I'm just a take care of the oxen. Once you got your money, where were you going? Oxen. Did you have to get anything, or you're just going straight to look, tend to the oxen? Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to go. So uh, I'll he's going to an hour ahead jump on the job. Today. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Earning your keep, buddy. My, my first day. <laughs> yes. So he, <laughs> he's going, he's going to have you be in charge of the rear, uh, the two oxen and the rear cart. Okay. Uh, and so, like, as you're looking over that, and as you're looking over, saying your, your prayer and stuff. You hear a, uh, what instrument were you playing? A flute. A flute. So you hear a lively flute tune start up. Uh, and as it starts up, it actually almost like, it just, it doesn't feel normal. Like you actually just start to feel better and it just, you feel good. Like everything about it just feels great. The and it actually brighter. like, it almost like makes your, like the hair on the back of your neck stand up and stuff. Like it doesn't feel like it's just normal music, but, but yeah, you don't know that there's any magic to it but it does feel like more than just music so Best flute playing i've ever heard you feel good about your journey i'm like um mary poppins <laughs> a little bit of music makes the work that's go, right go, yeah the oxen are waving their tails oh, God. yeah doing a little tap dance back and forth <laughs> so uh, i'll have everybody do perception checks so uh just before we shove off and they start going so basically you guys start your journey you guys don't have any issues with starting your journey. So you guys shove off pretty early morning, like it's probably 11 by the time you guys leave. And basically, I want you guys to do perception checks. So My passive is 11, but I rolled a 9. Yeah. What's your name? Thok. Thok. No is plan. it 10 plus your perception? Yes. Or 10 plus wisdom. If you're proficient, I think you get that too, if you're proficient in perception. Yeah. If not, then it's just your bonus. Passive is a 15. I just had plus two for wisdom. All right, what's your guys' name? So, so you're 12. Rurik. R-U-R-I-K? Rurik. I'm going to pronounce it. You have to rip your throat out. And what your, what's your guys' name? Uh, Lucius. Well, what was your... your the role? Monk. Uh, Tithling Monk, yeah. Okay, so your passive is... Plus two, I think. Wisdom. 12. Yep, so 12. Okay, so the way passive skills work, it's as if you rolled a 10, and then if you have advantage, I'll add five to that, and if you have disadvantage, I'll subtract five. For your passive. If you actively are searching for something, like if you tell me, like, I want to check out this cart, like, I want to make sure it's all right, or whatever, then you roll for it. If you roll less than your passive, I'm going to use that. Oh. So, okay. like, don't think, oh, like, I'll screw myself out of a great yeah. score or whatever. It's all right. So, once we get on the, the, the way, Thok will put his flute up. My shield acts as a drum, and I will have my mace, and I'll be basically like, tapping just like a tune that everybody kind of marching in so we all march but to get like, the oxen going yeah it's just like, we'll get into a rhythm so i'll just be like doing like a little chant the whole time okay so uh just realistically it's going to take you guys probably 15 to 20 days probably to get there so like he's going to pay you for basically two 10 days because uh, you guys are stopping at fandom so as you're traveling your first couple nights like nothing happens like it's pretty quiet like the only noises are you guys. How many people are here on this the whole caravan? There, there's like you, there's you three, and then um, 
you've got another two or three guards, uh, we're going to say two guards, that you have to deal with as well who aren't trained. Um, like, they have swords, and they, but they, they don't really seem like they're... Um, they kind of seem like they kind of just expect to get paid, and that's it. Like, they don't... They seem kind of green. Like, they haven't really done a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the, then there's... So we the, got four guys. We got a cleric, him, and two guards. Yeah, and then two other guards. And then you've got the merchant himself, which is okay. uh, Kron. And then you've got... Um, there's another... Uh, Kron has a wife who is traveling with him as well. Uh, and she... Like, a lot of times at night when you guys camp down and stuff, like, she'll prepare the meals and things like that. And, and it seems like a lot of your wagon is pretty much provisions and, like, food for this journey. Yeah, I can help uh, cook, so, too. Uh, so, yeah, like, she makes, like, meals for everybody. and I'll help like cook that. and clean up and all that stuff. So all right. I'm each, just, I'm each, just extra labor. Each night when I work with the guards, I'm actually working on a barbershop quartet. So we're harmonizing <laughs> more than anything else. When okay. you're swinging your sword, you're like... And higher and yeah, I'm, lower. I'm doing this right. with the swords. <laughs> da, 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 da. I Conducting. It. I don't get it. Um, so then at night, um, he's basically left you in charge of, because uh, he has you as a sergeant for <laughs> setting up the thing. He basically, the first day, like, when you go out, he asks you, like, how do you want to travel and, like, where do you want people set up at and things like that. So well, uh, I... um. You're getting paid the big bucks. Well, for I'm a, a bit of history buff, you know. I, as a bard, I I, I collect snippets of, of uh, information, so I would like to try to recall some story that might let me know what the correct answer would be, like wh- where we would make sense yeah. for okay. us to be. Yeah, I've seen this somewhere. Yes, <laughs> uh, I've I've read a book about um, a great war uh, warrior who guarding caravans. Yeah, so for a great story. A intelligence history. I would say yes, intelligent history. But I'm also I'm going to Pay attention to the dwarf, and as I've, as I'm giving orders, if he seems to be like, "What the fuck is he doing?" I'm going to use insight <laughs> to change yeah. those orders to yeah. modify on <laughs> the guys. You stay yeah. under that wagon. Yeah. <laughs> you go over there. So when you're hiding under, under the there. wagon, yeah. I mean over there by that tree, walking <laughs> with your weapon drawn. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we're going to start with the uh, history and see how that goes. Uh, Twelve. Actually, eleven. Okay, so, I mean, you would know these trails are used frequently. So, it's not uncommon for caravans like this to go out. And, and you've heard of numerous caravans that carry supplies and stuff between everywhere. Right. Uh, so, it's I mean, not absurd. My guy's not an idiot, but he's no- not a tactician either. Yeah. So, normally what you would know is that uh, the guards would basically, they would not be sitting on the caravan right they would be the majority of the time they're going to be like walking kind of off to the side like five or ten feet off to the side and slightly ahead of the caravan all right i'm gonna work on their breathing and basically they have to make sure that they breathe properly from the sink through the diaphragm diaphragm exactly i want to hear those those notes you got to get up oh. to there <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll be going we'll be in do re mi follow okay so Sorry. This, this is an interesting job I've, I've discovered here. I don't understand how uh, <laughs> you singing is going to help them at all. But, I don't know. Or this singing. You tell the bandits ahead of time. <laughs> we're on our way. Yeah. So they're like, well, so we, we don't want to mess with We're projecting guys. our voices so they'll attack in the wrong spot. Yeah. What One of the things you do remember is that you remember that by singing on the while you're walking, it would scare things away. Uh, so that was one of your... That was your hey, one careful. Of, the last person that told me that didn't end up very well for him. My singing is amazing. I know that, but that was one of the things you learned was <laughs> oh, okay. that by singing and walking, natural predators will like avoid natural us. predators will like move away because like they'll be okay. scared of like hearing noises and stuff. And, and so it, they, it startles the them and they move. Good for morale. Yeah. What you don't know is that it attracts pretty much anything else that would eat yeah. you. But we'll yeah. just ignore. Yeah. That. Well, you don't get glory <laughs> if you're on a caravan that's never attacked. Yeah, <laughs> I'll make job. a name for myself. Trying to call pres- in the attackers. Exactly. Yeah. And then at night, you remember, uh, at night, they pretty much just circle the wagons, except there's only two of them, so they're just right. going to be... <laughs> and that's when we harmonize. So every so often, yeah. i got to bring everyone together and harmonize. All right. And so... Uh, I need a base. If you want to join How us. loud does it need to be? 
uh, more of a resonance. Volume really isn't the issue. <laughs> so like uh, this, and he'll just go <laughs> thermogy and booming voice. <laughs> cool. Oh, uh, tear to the eye. Yes. That's magical almost. Almost, almost. magical. It's amazing. It is. <laughs> almost magical. <laughs> okay, so... So your first It's few, for the glory of the Forge Father. Like you guys travel and travel and travel and just not a whole lot interesting happens. Like it seems pretty safe those first few days and it almost lulls you into that false sense of security. Is this, I mean, it's the entire country. I mean, what what could the possible dangers be on the road in a civilized world? You know, I mean, unless it I mean, really. Basically, are there no The thing that's about to The cities us. are more civilized. Oh, okay. In between there, it's run by monsters like the mini arrows and stuff. <laughs> but no, like uh, uh, there's like banditry and things like that. And then, which is where I'm getting to now. Like after you've been traveling for six or seven days, you come to a section where it's known for its banditry and stuff. And so you don't just have like human bandits; you also have goblins and kobolds and like fucking goblins, dragons. Like dragons yeah. basically do whatever the hell they feel like. So right. I know it's just kind of funny that no one tells them. Looking right? at it from an economics <laughs> point of view, none of this—the whole world would never survive if every caravan had a chance of getting attacked every time it went to another. I mean, I know it's we're playing a game, yeah. but if you look at it that way, like no one would ever be able to get any goods. All the goblins and dragons. But that's why there's the money in being a merchant. But that's why. Because, that, yeah, but that's yeah. why there's money in being a guard. Because it's, just, it's fine. I'm. It's where it's a game, and this is going to be fun. I just if you look at it that way, this a whole economy, these <laughs> monsters does not make any sense. It doesn't okay. work at all. Yeah, they'd have to just genocide them all out, wouldn't they? Yeah, it doesn't work. You can't have civilization if every road is at risk of being, you know, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I, we're going to... Well, it's not every road. It's just the one but we that, happen to be on. But yeah, that's, but it's that's fine. How, it's just... But that's how it is in this world as well. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Every road you're on in the United States, like... Bandits. Some idiot could run into you or something like that, so... Yeah. I, I, whatever. I'm just Your it's Coke just, truck could flip over. Or... It's funny that... <laughs> Mon- you know, monsters. It's just funny that in the civilized world, I whatever. It's fine. Okay. I mean, I know it's good. Whatever. The ga- the point of the you game can cast is spells. Fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. You can't fireball. Yeah, you can't apply logic. To yeah. <laughs> if you use logic, it's not going to work. Logic doesn't work. But in this world. when you get to the section where there's um, there's more of a chance to where you really start to feel like frequently in the past, this is the place this where is they, the danger zone. Yeah, this is kind of the dangerous eyes area. Eyes open, eyes up. And this is probably for the next four days you're expecting uh, there could be danger in this area. And the woods almost seem to, like, magically darken. Like, they don't uh. seem like they're normal woods and stuff. But the first the first two or three days go by and you, you don't have any issues. Uh, everybody's on edge. And you notice, like, the, the newer guards, like, they... Even then, they've stopped playing their gambling games at night and stuff, and they're like they're really paying attention on their shifts at night and stuff. And I'm really um, proud of them for practicing their harmonizing too. Yeah. Like, they're really into it. I think when we get there, we're going to give up this guard life and we're going to become a quartet and we're going to travel. Thock and the uh, what's what's a good name for our band? Thock and the guardsmen. The Thockwits. Yeah, they're the Thockwits. <laughs> I have some honeyed tea I'm drinking every morning to keep the throat. Fresh. So you do notice that one of the guys actually does have a really nice voice, and the other one has the voice of a crow. Ah. So, uh, but yeah. So, like the third the third night, as you're going through this bandit infested area, or like the the darker part of the woods, you nothing really happens. Like Lucius ends up finding a rock, and it kind of looks like it has a face on it. But that's really the only interesting thing that happens. Like. It's like uh, it has a face on it. That's yeah. interesting. So, it is, isn't it? It's an omen. Be interesting to happen. No, I'll absolutely. put it in my pocket. Yeah. And it, uh, so yeah, that's really all that happens. So What's you the keep, face remind me you of? You keep going. Like, kind of like a demon face. Like, it's got like kind of. Oh, it's shit. your father. Kinda you found eyes. him. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And is this a portrait? mirror? Yeah. Maybe it's an omen or maybe it's just nothing. Uh, it's, I'm, um, it's in my head. Yeah. So, but throughout the nights, your dreams start getting more and more vivid and you you continuously see this font and you actually see like your bone pipes that you have. You actually see them like when they, uh, you play them in this dream, there's like green smoke coming out of the bottom of them. Hmm. And you don't know if that means something or if it's just hocus pocus, but, gotcha. um, 
He had some good herbs. But it gets it, it keeps get like the dreams getting more and more vivid as you get closer to Fandolin. So the merchant, he's pretty relaxed through the whole journey and he tolerates your singing and things like that, but he 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 starts talking to people and he says more like when they get to this section like let's stay focused and stuff and they do. Well, he ends up saying he you guys are probably about 2 or 3 days out from Fandolin. And he gives you guys your money, and he says, I've actually got a... So he gives you your bags, and they're already done out. So How many days has it been? So it's been two 10 days. Oh, okay, great. He, so he's already given you one 10 days worth. Great. So you would just have an additional six, because you would have... He gave you 10 the first time. Okay. So you'd have uh, 16 total okay. that he's given you. So he gives you guys your money, and he says, I, I appreciate you guys coming out here, and... I need to be honest with you. I I didn't just come out to Neverwinter to uh to take me goods there. I kind of have an, an ulterior motive. And he he pulls out a map case and he opens this map case and he says, "There's an area here where um there's a door and it, this this map that I have shows me where this door is and and I've been told that there's much treasure with hidden within this this cave system, but no one's ever got into the the cave that I know of. And so you guys are welcome to come with me and I'd appreciate the company, but uh, you are, by no, but I, I now release you of your duty. So you're welcome to just continue on to Fandolin if, if you wish. So he, he starts, like he gets a backpack and he starts like putting a couple provisions in it and stuff. And he move he has you move your card over and he moves his card over. And uh, so he's, he stops and he starts getting all this stuff out and he, like he gets food and, He's getting rations, it looks like, for like three days or something. Like he's not stocking up to like for like a a week long. How far away are we from Fandolin? You're uh, two days travel with the, uh, you guys have been traveling about uh, 10 hours a day. So if if you continued that, you'd you'd be at Fandolin within the. This caravan? Okay, walking, I, I can probably get there in one day, I'd imagine. Well. The oxen go about the same speed that you would. Well, oh, really? You're a bit faster because you're the monk. But, okay. Wow, that's uh, pretty fast. Okay. So you could probably, like walking, you can get there around. Well, that's okay. Two days is fine. Day, yeah. day and a half. Okay. So he's he needs to check out this. He needs to check out this treasure cave before he gets to Fandolin. Yep. <laughs> so he, like, he's a dwarf, and so he's heard of this cave and everything. Right. And so, so he starts packing up his stuff, and so the two guards. Like, mm. they're definitely going with him. Mm. So, like, they... Who's staying with the caravan? His wife? Like, she's going to stay there, and then the, like, basically they he's, like, hidden them off to the side of the road. Oh, my so God. she's going to stay there. He doesn't expect to be very long. Okay. Well, I'll stay with the caravan. All right. This is an elaborate plot to become a widower, I believe. <laughs> but, uh, Thought seeks glory. And, uh, I will follow the treasure map. Unless, well, I get. I mean... I probably have to go with these guys because this is like the whole game, right? Like this, no, you know. Oh no, you can stay there. Okay. Whatever you want to do. All right. What would your character do? Don't worry stay about. Stay with Karen. Yep. All right. So he says he's like, I, I won't be long. You're you're welcome to come if you want. So, actually, sorry. He says he'll have one of his guards go with him, and the other one's going to stay with his wife. He says, uh, "Will you be joining me this day?" What do I know about this cave? All right. Should I? Is dwarven? Should well, I? You can roll a history. history? That's going to be an eight. From what you know, like, you've never heard of this cave, like, and the map that he has, like, seems pretty old, and it's, it doesn't seem like anything you've ever heard of, like, you've never heard of a map like this, or anything like that. You've never heard of an area where a cave, where it's not been entered, or anything like that. You find it quite odd. What's my, I I guess my, like, sense of him, he's, he's already even less than truthful once to us. Do I feel, I guess I'm asking about insight, really. Is he, does he seem on the level about this cave? Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he fr- from your insight, you believe that he is telling the truth and that basically he got, he, he says that he bought this map basically from a merchant in Tribor and that he believes that like this map leads to like this gemstone that's really rare. And so he's hoping to basically, like, go in there, get this gemstone, and then continue on his way, and then sell it in Neverwinter. Okay. He will. Uh, 
<clears throat> Since he's asked for assistance, I'll go with him. All right. And what about you? Oh, Thok is definitely going. All right. Glory. Glory. I seek this hole, and glory comes in it. So he has a compass. Do those exist back then? Sure. Yeah. We'll yeah. Say yeah. Balls, Electromagnetism. Right? So he has a compass, and he's like starts just walking off into the woods. And uh, I'll see, see you in three days, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> He, he says, uh, I'll get to know his wife a little he bit. He says, better. if all goes Not well, I'll be seeing you a lot quicker than that. Okay, good. Um, so he says, it should only be about 15 or 20 minutes into the wood line here. So Into the trees. Uh, this is a comment. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like trees? No. <laughs> so are uh, taller than he is. Yeah. Too many trees. Way taller. You don't like many things then, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he heads off into to the north, like the... The Tribor Trail goes east west, and he heads off to the woods in the in the north. So he he travels for a while, and and sure enough, he comes to like a little. It looks like this rundown shack, and it's like a small building, but like the the top part of it you can tell has been like destroyed, and then they've built like fresh on top of it. So it's got like an old, like the bottom part of the walls are like this old foundation, and then someone's built like this shack kind of on top of it with like mortar. So it's coming up, but it looks real run down and you can see there's like a door that's like wide open and it's kind of the winds making it blow in the breeze. He, he has a look at it and he's like, this is where my map points me, but he's like, this is no cave. So then he's, he walks up and he goes inside. Do we hear a scream? (laughs) How long are you waiting? I'll wait like a minute. Yeah. Does he come back out? So. What are you doing? I'll follow him up and knock. Okay, so... Not just barge in. So as you walk up, you can see that this is a one-room... Uh, it's a one-room... Uh, shack? Shack, basically. And you can see throughout the whole thing. And it's just... It's like a rune table. And it's all covered in dust. And and he walks up to it and he, he looks inside and he's like, I don't understand. It, it doesn't seem to be here. And he, he pushes the table over and, like, pushes it out of the way. And, like, he's looking for, like, trap doors and all kinds of stuff. And he's like, there's just nothing back here. There's nothing here. Like, I think he I think he screwed me over, that damn merchant. And so he walks outside and he starts looking around the place. And he, he walks around to the side of the building. And he's like, ah, oh, I think I found it. And so... He then disappears behind the the shack. Ah, that draws my attention, and I will join him. All right, so as you walk around there, what were you going to do? Any indication of, is this an inhabited? Is there anybody that's lived here? Is no, like just the, a, the dust just here is like a table. so thick. Yeah, and it's not even a good table. Like, it's, it's like clearly a hundred years old or so something. So whoever like owned it's it long, long cleared out. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So as he comes around the backside, like you come around the backside of the little cottage, and you can see that there is what appears to be a brand new looking cellar. There's like stones like stacked up around to make a square, and then you've got two large double doors are on top of it. Okay. Uh, and then there's a wooden, like a wooden bar thing. Gotcha. Stopping the cellar doors from flapping open or whatever. Okay. But they look pretty heavy, anyways. So he runs over to it and he. Wait, starts... good master, do you need a hand with that? He's like, oh, I could use the assistance. I will pull out my pipe and begin playing it for him. So he starts to push and he's like, Come on, help. Music. <laughs> and he looks up at you and he looks really confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks really confused and then uh, he will just shake his head at you, and then he, he continues to push, and he manages to get the, the wooden board out. Yeah, and I helped. He starts and grabbing I'll put my uh, pipes up. <laughs> so he, gra- he, he, he very sarcastically uh, says, yeah, thanks for the help. And then he grabs the door, and he opens it. And so he opens the one and opens it up, the second door, and you can see there's, like, some stone stairs, and the stone stairs do not match the the outside of this thing. Like, these are... They're like really solid, 
like old, right, ancient, ancient like type step work. So it looks like this has been built on top of it, basically. Uh, and then the shack looks like it's probably about as old as the stairs, but uh, this this newer the newer part uh, with the doors and stuff is probably been done within the last fifty years or something. Okay. So he walks down and it comes basically he comes down to the door and he he has a look and he's like I don't understand. He's like why is there another door? And so this time you can see at the bottom of the stairs. Do you have dark vision or I do. dim light? Okay. So you can see uh at the bottom of the stairs it's the lights trick like coming in from above so like you can see fine down there. But you can see that the door actually has it's like a large wooden door, and there's like something scrawled on the side, like scratched into the thing, but like you're too far away to see what it says. But then there's also like some kind of like there's squares, and there's like like white and black, white and black, and it kind of like a checkerboard basically. Okay. So there's like these squares on the like lined up on the door, and so he reaches for the handle, and he tries to do it, and it doesn't budge. And he's like, like he starts looking at it. He's like, this is a really sturdy door. And he like, he bangs on the door and he just so happens to hit the squares. And as he does that, like, what are you proficient with? What tools? Thieves tools and musical instruments. <laughs> okay. What about you? Smith. Smith tools. Smith tools. Skin flute. Okay. So, Smith. Uh, you guys basically recognize the pieces that appear uh, as a Kings and Castles set. And the pieces that appear are, like, they look like they're stone and that they could be moved and stuff. But the the pieces that appear are, it's basically chess is what Kings and Castles is. So um, these chess pieces appear on there and he looks at it completely baffled. He, from... Like, looking at him, he doesn't appear to know this game at all. Like, it's not something he's ever played or anything he knows about. So, All right, you're probably pretty good at it. I say, hey, would you like some help? Yeah. <laughs> defeat, defeat, defeat the magical trap. I will sing like a... Elon <laughs> and uh, Order right, of the We, we yeah. have Elon and, and Durkon. <laughs> Basically, and, yes, that's, uh, what we're, that's what we're doing here. So he, like, kind of looks at it, and then he uh, looks over, and he starts reading the like the scrawled message on the door. I believe our merchant friend needs a hand. Aye. Queen's Rook to Pawn 6. <laughs> I saw this in a movie once. I hope we don't have to ride them around. <laughs> <laughs> so does it appear that the pieces are set up in like a game that's halfway played or something? Like in, yep. an in-progress game? Okay, well using my... 10 intelligence, I would like to study the board and see if I can determine what the best move would be. Or if I can determine whose turn it would be. So are you going to move down there? Yeah, I'll move yeah, down there. We'll approach it. All We're right. stupid like that. So as you guys get near the board, uh, you can actually see that um, the message is quite easy to read. And the message says that when history repeats itself, entry shall be granted. Study the board, reset it, and play the same game. So... Uh, you're not there. Stop talking. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who's not there. Says, what's your intelligence? I think. Characters. Uh, 12. Oh, never mind. I didn't say that. I'm a 10. Good luck. That's kind of what I'm, I was figuring I'm going to knock the door down. History. <laughs> <laughs> the door's been knocked down before and, <laughs> That's and right. put back together. So. so you can see that this door is, uh, it appears to be like wood, like a thick, strong, like oak or something like that. But then it's got, like, metal banding throughout mm-hmm. the door. And when you, like, touch the door and, like, hit the door and stuff, it doesn't feel like it's moving at all. normal wood. It okay. feels like it's reinforced somehow. Basically, let me show you what you see. Okay. So, basically, do you guys know how chess pieces move? Yes. Do you know how to play chess? Yes. yes. I My character does not, but I do. Well, you don't have to be proficient with it, but it's probably not an orc game. <laughs> like, it's probably not a whole lot of orcs going out for their intelligence playing. Uh, I mean, that, that's racist, dude. I stand by what I said. But I uh, can use history 
because I've probably heard of this game being That played. is what you want to do, is do history. So. Right. I'm gonna is do there it. any type of an assist bonus? You can help me. Yeah, that. Do okay. I give you advantage? Yes, you give me advantage. I'd like to give him advantage. So we're going to study the board and discuss what we know what about this know game. About. Yes. All right. So do your history check. That will be a 16. Okay. These particular chess pieces, like knights and castles pieces, these particular sets seem to be from about 500 years ago. And you remember that the the queen that was um, the king and queen of that era, the queen ended up like pretty much going mad. And like the knight, had, like she attacked the king and the knight had to kill him. You can give us feedback and comments on our website, therpgacademy.com. You can listen to previous podcasts on our website and subscribe to new ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a table topic, we'd love to hear it. Email us at podcast at therpgacademy.com or connect with us. We're on Twitter at The RPG Academy. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash therpgacademy. We also have a Google Plus page, The RPG Academy. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.